I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. podcast where three friends explore the best worst and everything in between in the world of asian cinema check us out on facebook instagram and twitter we are at heroes the number three podcast on all three of them and this week we are finishing up our little look at the breakout of jackie chan in america with 1998's who am i which is really hard to not just scream out loud (laughs) and it's of course starring jackie chan but also is directed by jackie chan and benny chan which is kind of a cool cool departure from some of the other movies we've been doing so yeah totally definitely a passion project for jackie chan um and we'll get to it a little bit but it was also an opportunity for him to try to fold in some of the ideas he'd been kicking around for a long time um that were initially intended for his uh west cowboys and indians western and Mm -hmm. that'll be kind of fun to get into but yeah an incredible movie i would maybe call it one of the most uh, dynamic Jackie Chan movies. Um, That's one way to put it, I suppose. Because when you think of uh, what we what we mean, let's say in music by dynamics, we're talking about like highs to lows and that big range. And I would say this has some of maybe the great career uh, highs of Jackie's filmography, and in some other areas of the movie, arguably some <laughs> some low points. Luckily, there's not a single action moment that I would put in that low point no. category oh. at all. Right. No, it's it's a lot of bad acting connecting a lot of really cool action scenes. <laughs> but I That's I, I get what you're saying, Marty. It's where we, we you know we've covered uh, Rumble in the Bronx and Mr. Nice Guy, which are kind of like plot wise, it's just like a straight line, right? Yeah, and yeah, who, yeah, totally. Who am I? Like, really sets you up for kind of this kind of winding plot of espionage and adventure and it kind of sends you all over the place and it's definitely not a straight line but um, yeah totally it's it's really i think it's really ambitious and i think it's reaching for kind of that hollywood polish that uh i'm sure jackie was aspiring for and i think it it lands in a lot of ways yeah it's it's really cool and uh, for for the podcast watching it again i i mean i had seen this movie a ton of times uh <laughs> after it came out and um yeah, did I? yeah i just kind of was like well wow they they really were going for stuff with this film and it yeah, still kind of has that kind of comforting hong kong like totally personality <laughs> but yeah. it also has this kind of world reaching kind of almost a hollywood kind of plot that drives you through the film yeah, it's funny. It's like even if there's a moment that maybe doesn't land uh, plot or acting wise, you still really root for this film because like you're saying, it's so ambitious. It's so bold. Um, it's also it's a great insight to Jackie Chan, the person and the visionary and the um, creator. And it's really of the films we've covered on the podcast. This is the first time we've really seen Jackie kind of masterminding a project um, that's intended for the international audience like this. And there are some 
similarities with, uh, you know, uh, films that Stanley Tong directed and say something like Mr. Nice Guy. But really, I, I would say even if some of those films might be a little more tonally consistent or something, there's nothing quite quite as bold as as Who Am I, <laughs> like you're saying. It's, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but it's it's really kind of, uh, in, in, in some ways, it's kind of incredible that this, that this film was made. I mean, we're kind of, you juggle almost like sci-fi, supernatural <laughs> MacGuffins to um, clash of cultures to, you know, man on the run, north by northwest. And mm-hmm. when Who Am I gets going, it's just incredible. It's, it's it's a wild movie. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really interesting, too, because uh, this film came out in 98, at the beginning of 98, and um, later that year would be when Rush Hour comes out, and that yeah. really solidified Jackie as a staple in the worldwide view, where he was kind of already this breakout star. So it's kind of interesting to think about if rush hour didn't exist like where jackie would have gone mm-hmm. you know how how his career yeah, would totally. have like gone but i think it's it's really cool that we got to see kind of a taste of like what he was kind of aiming for from a hong kong point of view with who am i yeah totally i'm curious carlos do you have this movie sort of flagged in your mind as like the last great jackie chan hong kong <laughs> production so, like for whatever reason of- i kind i sort of do i mean not that i don't really love a lot of uh later later hong kong jackie chan films but this to me was kind of like an end of an era or something sure i i think that and actually Benny Chan, who uh, helped direct this film, would go on to do Rob B. Hood with Jackie. And I know that you that's and a, I have both yeah, that's a great yeah, talked about that film. And I kind of feel like, uh, for me, that's kind of the last big uh, kind of Hong Kong spirit Jackie film in his uh, filmography. But yeah, uh, this is that. like right, right up there with that. And also we should say... This movie is a Golden Harvest production, which mm-hmm. is it's really weird hearing 90s synths playing the Golden Harvest theme. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, that's true. It's they're weirdly like crisp and clean. They don't sound like, you know, they're being played on like ancient reel to reel tapes in a studio. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe not quite as charming. Um Yeah. Yeah. Still awesome seeing it at the front of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah you're I was right. This, this I don't think it had um I wanna say Golden Harvest was responsible for the distribution even in the West. Maybe I have that wrong, but I don't think this was like a Dimension or Miramax venture when it came to the the uh, stateside distribution. Yeah, I think so. The Golden Harvest logo is so classic, right? I think <laughs> over the years, there was a couple of different ones. Uh, there was actually, I think it was a YouTube channel that just cataloged logos over the years. And I think that they had a, you know, just showing you all the different types of Golden Harvest logos. I got to find that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds so awesome. we're t- towards the end of the decade of the 90s and actually i've been like 
over the course of the podcast, I've just kind of been collecting clips here and there. Like, and I think one of the ones that I've been saving for the longest time, and I realize as we're talking right now that this is probably like the best chance for me to bring it up, was <laughs> Jackie Chan having like a cameo on the sitcom Martin. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> there's a there's a cold Wait, open. He, he like knocks on the door, right? And he's just there. Yeah. So he Yeah, he knocks on Martin's door and it's like, oh it's Jackie Chan. Martin's like, oh hey Jackie Chan as if he knows Jackie Chan. He's like, oh, hey, how you doing Jack Chan? <laughs> Jackie Chan I'm looking for Shinene. Shinene? Yes. Well, Shinene live across the hall. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Uh, no problem. All right. <laughs> uh, who is it? Jackie. All right, Jackie Chan. Damn, I I can't oh, believe I forgot, amazing. but we have to add that. Oh, definitely, to the I'm episode. definitely going to be playing that throughout this little bit. So, oh, man, that is so quite good. a find. Yeah. Well, with all that, let's take a look at the movie. But first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. After a covert government task force seizes a new destructive force and the means to use it, they are betrayed by the people pulling the strings. A lone survivor is taken in by an African tribe, and as he wakes, he realizes he's lost a lot more than just his comrades. He's lost all of his memories as well. After a chance encounter, he is set on an international adventure to reclaim his identity, but the powers that be want him out of the picture and they will stop at nothing to take him out. Although our hero has found some allies along the way, he still has good reason to look over his shoulder. When it comes to survival, don't trust anyone. Jackie Chan directs and stars a tale of intrigue and espionage that takes him to new heights. Fight now, ask questions later. So, the movie... I I wrote in my notes the first thing I wrote in my notes after just like some basic stuff about the movie itself was it is, like is my video file broken or out of order <laughs> I was kind of thinking am I playing the right movie <laughs> and, and I also wrote is this an oily maniac situation no it's just oh, guys in suits boo yeah, the oily maniac sequel we've been waiting for oh man. begging for <laughs> it started as an oily maniac sequel yeah you, you know it's weird actually the this is a movie that I like I sort of ran the the tape into the ground back in the day, but <laughs> yes. somehow I didn't remember the the opening, and it wasn't just the opening scene. <laughs> it, it, like I had that this strange feeling, like probably for the first several minutes of the movie. Um, did did you have anything? Yeah, similar <laughs> to that, Carlos. I was I was very similarly to you in how I was. I was like, wait, is is this what I remembered? Because at the beginning of this movie, it's almost like there are like a 
it's like a double beginning to the film because <laughs> like yeah there's, there's like this, two intros to the movie yeah scene of the man er- emerging from the cave and they have this precious mineral or something you don't really know what it is but um it almost has like this kind of indiana jones vibe to it yeah and yeah um, totally or the cave in um jurassic park where he's like grant's like me he's oh, a digger yeah 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 totally i i i love how it's like we have this precious gemstone okay give it to this guy all right you gotta hurry up and then he just like hits like every gigantic rock on the path <laughs> yeah. to where he needs to go and um of course, this volatile substance explodes, but we also really have to mention the like really PlayStation One like that render. That was CG. <laughs> CG. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it bad. was. Yeah, it felt like it. It was like you. I don't know. It like reminded you of, like the first time you ever got to like mess around with Photoshop or something. <laughs> um, and yeah. re- squashing and stretching the. Do you guys image. remember that show um, reboot? yeah (laughs) yes i do it's like this computer animated show or Mm. oh yeah (laughs) there was like that what beyond the mind's eye or something these are like early cg like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's that's what it reminded me of so then you get the scene it's the lighting it's always the lighting because even if it's a bad cgi thing but whenever it like it like bulges out and moves around the shadow underneath it stays completely the same that's why it looks weird (laughs) and relatively speaking this is still such early days you know this is like yeah 98 phantom menace and pre-matrix yeah Mm -hmm. totally so so that's like maybe a little bit uh like startling like viewed through (laughs) 2019 eyes but then it the next turn's like pretty abrupt because the thing just explodes and kills the <laughs> driver um and then there's like a cool um like photoshop oh like, like lens flare, flare thing yeah thing that's also really kind of i don't know it, it some of that some of that stuff sort of felt charming because i can't mm-hmm. think of another movie that that really has this kind of look of of cg there's uh, again it's like <laughs> even if it's missing the mark you're sort of rooting for it because it, it is super ambitious um to mm. try these kind of effects and yeah. with kind of a smaller budget in 1998 or 97 just, probably when they were putting this together yeah i'm just hearing like somebody listening to us like what don't these guys like? Like they like this crappy <laughs> CG. I, I think maybe we're just kind of under the spell of Endiran, so we've lived through all of this <laughs> yeah. stuff. So well, just... there's something about a Jackie Chan production too. Like when you've finished it, you're just so grateful to the guy. It's like, wow, thank <laughs> you for what you do in um, entertaining us and making these movies. And I don't know. I think that goes that goes a long way there's i think there's a lot that you can forgive or uh tolerate or look at <laughs> slightly slightly differently in in that kind of a movie totally so uh following that we get the second opening of the yeah. film where uh we have kind of this covert operation where there's a couple of helicopters that drop a squad into a forest and it mm-hmm. looks like what they're doing is kind of ambushing a caravan Mm-hmm. But it's cool that they very specifically show that they're doing non-lethal force to stop yeah. all the people, which is interesting because, like, you know, they they are the bad guys and they are working for the bad, the, the villain of the movie. But they're showing, like, they're going in to kidnap these scientists, but they're not trying to kill everyone. They're not trying to kill a scientist, which is just kind of a funny, I don't know, it's an interesting choice. They have this really funny, like, 
slime the that they shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. Also, did you think that one of the scientists kind of looked like Steven Root? Like the Ooh, the, I could totally see that. Like the guy, the stapler guy from Office Space. Right. Yeah. Totally. He, like, he looks like a, he like, has, a, like a the thinner version of him. Yeah, he's got like and one a of the other scientists Russian accent like, or something. Felt like a yeah. like a familiar like doppelgangery mm-hmm. kind of dude too. Sure, the the guy with the kind of wily hair. Yeah, like I don't know. Anyways, yeah, yeah they get captured. <laughs> and what you find out is that this uh, squad is like super deep cover squad that have like no names and no origins and they've completed this mission and um, they're on their way back from the mission but what ends up happening is they get betrayed by two of the other members and the helicopter crashes and in the midst of the commotion uh jackie's character who actually they say say jackie chan is is jackie chan (laughs) but you there's kind of like this also mystery to like the whole crew like who their names are and everything um he ends up falling like away well, from the helicopter yeah well because he was trying to reach after one of the guys that was betraying the group yeah as he was yeah. parachuting out and um so he's kind of hanging by a thread and then one of his fellow soldiers was holding him up but then yeah the helicopter banks hard and they they let jackie go and yeah it crashes in into the woods it's and yeah. it's it's almost comical how long <laughs> he falls in this tree it, i counted it's like 20 seconds <laughs> Of footage, it's like of just Jackie a, falling. Just a little too long. <laughs> oh man! man. Just well, another the... thing that adds to the like ridiculous character of the film. This scene, actually, uh, what I read, and I haven't seen the uh, Asian market version right. of the film, but this whole scene of them being betrayed and then this kind of crash it was that like saved up... for for later in the film, right? Yeah, I it's kind like of flashback. feel like. There's a scene later in the film where Jackie's kind of tied to a chair and they're interrogating him. I think that it's kind of in that scene yeah. where he kind of finally gets that uh, realization of what happened. But um, yeah, I think you're right because I was wondering earlier because um, most of the flashbacks have this like blue hue to them. Mm-hmm. But in that scene that you're talking about, the it you st- it starts with the blue hue, but then as the flashback keeps running, it goes back to like the fully saturated color. So. Yeah, I could see whoever was responsible for the American market chopping that scene out. Because, I don't know, on paper, it seems like the Hong Kong version would probably be more like effective dramatically. But, I don't know, the opening of the movie is pretty confusing. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe this scene in this spot really does help. Uh, but it is abrupt when you get into the beginning of the scene, when the guy's betray the crew you're like yeah. wait who is who like, yeah, what what are you betraying on? i don't i don't get it um there's also a, a couple of interesting faces in that crew um oh, yeah ken, ken low plays one of the other uh, members of the squad and then there's a japanese dude that's played by kane kosuji and uh he's kind of made a pretty good name for himself in action cinema but he's also the son of sho kosuji's who is like this legendary he always would play ninjas so like any ninja movie you'd see in the 80s there's a good chance that Sho Kazuji's in it that's his son nice and he also played Ryu Hayabusa in the 2006 Dead or Alive movie oh, oh dude perfect nice. so, beautiful <laughs> but know. I 
<laughs> Dude, Ninja I, Gaiden rules, so that's cool. If we can sneak some Ninja Gaiden oh, man, music Ninja into Gaiden this episode. <laughs> but I I wasn't able to determine um, just how much of this scene uh, took place later. So I don't know if in the Hong Kong version we cut from you know Jackie and his crew being dismissed to Jackie falling through the trees or or maybe do you not even see him fall through the trees yeah I don't know I'd be really curious to track down the Hong Kong version I mean maybe it's possible there are some other editorial changes that are just not reported online or whatever because mm. um, yeah there is there's something about the opening I want to say 15 minutes of the movie that almost doesn't feel like a finished film or or almost yeah. like a fan edit or something do you know what i mean i completely get that i i wrote that down that some of the editing and the audio and stuff it feels kind of amateurish in a weird way sure like it sure. feels like something that in a in a big production house like golden harvest they would have like caught because there's some like there's some times where the cuts will like the the audio will just like get really quiet like too fast and and obviously, a lot of movies, a lot of Hong Kong movies are dubbed afterwards, even in the native language. But it seems very obvious that the audio is off in a few of the scenes. Yeah, like and, there's a boardroom scene and yeah, it's kind of right scene. around this spot. And it's funny because every actor, except for the only female actor, like her yeah. audio seems to be from this, like the set yes, recording. Like in the room. And everyone else is replaced and... These do not sound like professional they do not. voice actors or actors. Um, mm. So I'm not sure if they're <laughs> trying to maybe cover like a thick South African accent and make it uh, make these characters seem more American or something. Um, oh, I think that you're onto something there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a serious situation on our hands. The operation was carried out with clinical precision using United States Air Force helicopters. They seized the meteorite fragments along with the three scientists, and until now, their whereabouts are unknown. Because uh, there definitely, I think, there's an effort with uh, a lot of the Caucasian casting here to to try to evoke some kind of like Hollywood legitimacy or or something. And <laughs> we we've talked about this before, where there's like this stunt white casting of maybe mm -hmm. some more beginner actors or, or mm -hmm. you know trying to find an <laughs> trying to find like a charitable way to put some of this um <laughs> but yeah uh it's a little it may be a little difficult for you getting through the the opening of the film um a we don't really have a lot in the way of um action in in general or jackie chan brand of action right and we don't have an a super clear plot that's kind of driving us. And then like you're saying, Matthew, some weird sound and editing mm -hmm. and, and stuff. But if, if you can ride through <laughs> this opening, you're in for an incredible treat in this movie. But yeah. Yeah. There's even, it's funny, even with all of the weird, the weird uh, other issues, like with the acting and the editing, there's some really cool shots, even in this scene. Like there's a yeah, very, totally. there's a very almost like Hitchcock kind of shot where the guy full unfolds the the piece of paper that says your plan worked and yeah, then crumples totally. it up. Like that's 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 a very it's a really cool shot. But like, that'd be a great really like old that'd Hollywood. be a great gift by the way that could be kind of for all. Oh seasons. yeah, <laughs> your plan <laughs> worked, mission perfect. completed. Yeah, and 
can I just say like how how high level espionage works? Like <laughs> so so what we have here is like a high level a high level general shows up and Agent Morgan, who's kind of like the head of this kind of covert team, he's there and he gives him like literally like the ten year olds, I'm gonna shake your hand, but there's a note in my hand. Mm. <laughs> so he does that. And then the note literally just says your plan work, mission accomplished. That's there's no coding here. Like he just yeah. wrote him a post-it note. And then his response after looking at that is he puts it in his pipe and lights his pipe he up. He literally which puts is like, it in his pipe and smokes it. Now we're at like literally like inspector Great. gadget levels of espionage. <laughs> like, oh man, I can't get over that. That's so funny to me. <laughs> so then the movie takes another crazy turn and <laughs> we see Jackie waking up inside of like a hut from like a like some kind of indigenous tribe in South Africa or Namibia or wherever they're supposed to be right there right now. And he's like in this like some kind of like outfit thing, but he has like kind of a makeshift splint on and stuff. Right. And I guess maybe I was maybe I've been watching too much Indiana Jones. I had a bad feeling it was going to go in like a we're going to sacrifice him kind of direction. But no, it actually gotcha. doesn't. They um they're actually like nursing him back to health and and everything, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and this is I think the so part of I think the ambition of that we're talking about with with who am I is like just that incredible big picture thinking of Jackie Chan. We talked about his idea wall in the past. We've also mentioned just a couple episodes ago this pet idea that Jackie had had for a long time that actually played a role in he and Samo's kind of estrangement following Mr. Nice Guy. This is the idea of uh, Jackie being in the Wild West in America in kind of a a man out of place, out of time with like cowboys and Indians. Eventually it's, it kind of made its way in inspiring uh, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. But I think who am I is it's sort of all the good (laughs) ideas maybe from Jackie Chan's (laughs) idea wall like making it into this one production. And I really think he's like trying to incorporate some of the concepts he had for Jackie being with the Native Americans in this sequence. And actually, if you are familiar with Shanghai Noon, you'll probably get deja vu here because it's very similar um, to how this sort of works. Even Jackie Chan waking up in in Shanghai Noon, he wakes up in um, a teepee and it's like the tribe is all there outside of it. And it's, there's, there's a lot of similar kind of, uh, kind of beats, but um, I really love all the actors that are playing the tribes people in this, um, in this whole, whole sequence. And this is also supposedly a lot longer in the, the Hong Kong cut of the movie. Yeah. I guess there's uh, like kind of a little, subplot where jackie befriends one of the younger kids of the tribe and that isn't anywhere in the cut that uh was released in the u.s yeah you can Mm -hmm. tell that uh he and this little kid have some kind of connection and and relationship but you only get a taste of that as as he leaves the tribe basically but they ask him or they're they're asking him what his name is but he doesn't understand what they're saying and so the guy kind of like points to himself and says his name and he's and then he asked them, who am I? Because I don't know who I am. And they're like, oh, his name's Who Am I? So they all start <laughs> chanting, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? am Who am I? 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 Who am I?
great. And then we get the first of many Jackie Chan yelling, who am I in, in this movie? <laughs> oh, man. And the thing I love about that one is if you're watching the film with subtitles, they don't subtitle that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's great. great. You, 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 know. <laughs> you know. You <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, they're... Um, they're like nursing him back to health. He's like, you can see him like recovering over time and getting to know the tribe, which is, it's a really, it's weird because it doesn't really go too many places in the movie, right, which right. is kind of it a shame. It doesn't necessarily like, like pay off anywhere. There's a couple of cool payoffs, but it doesn't pay off quite as much as I would have hoped. Like it would have been neat if it was like they taught him some kind of like martial art thing specifically that we see oh, like right. pay off later in the movie. We see a little bit with like a spear later in the movie, but that's mm-hmm. but that's the about the extent of it. I also kind of feel like maybe that's good because if they did dwell on these kind of interactions, there could maybe be some problematic yeah. stuff that pops oh, up. Oh sure, sure, I could it. see that. <laughs> but they play it pretty fast, and yeah. uh, eventually they just lead him to the crashed helicopter, which kind of starts jogging his memory. Yeah, and uh, he goes to the grave of his, uh, I, I mean, his the the strike force, and this is when he has the flashback of each member introducing mm-hmm. themselves and they seem like they're like an international crew which is kind of cool to see too yeah and we also see some uh, we see a group of the indigenous people trying to like discover or they discover this guy like the skeleton that's dangling from a tree uh oh, from a yeah. parachute and and then we see one of them look up and we see it's actually jackie who's in like a full like tribal kind of regalia thing with like the face paint and stuff which is definitely something i was not expecting to see whenever i started this movie <laughs> right <laughs> but they they look through the guy's stuff and they see this like matchbox uh and like sunglasses and passports and and all kinds of stuff like that uh, which that that i don't know I, I like spy movie kind of things and that's it's interesting to see a spy movie but part of the movie is you know, working alongside uh, indigenous people before you, you go on oh. your world trying adventure. Just yeah, sure. something, something I haven't seen before. Totally. Yeah. And uh, soon you'll see Jackie as a rally racer. <laughs> yeah. And so what ends up happening here is they see that there's a rally car that's kind of broken down, but uh, Jackie goes to see, cause this is like a chance for him to leave. And he, here you get a little taste of him and that kid because he says goodbye to the kid yeah and the kid's like really sad about it so that's kind of like oh but um he ends up meeting up with this crew and it's a a woman and her brother and her brother it looks like he got bit by a snake or something that must have flown into the (laughs) rally vehicle the tire is also off of the vehicle oh right so um here we have a little bit of a um like a misunderstanding so what he does is he does this herbal remedy to mm-hmm. help the injured man but the the herbs he keeps in his mouth maybe for too long uh, because right. uh, they like they numb his tongue in his mouth yeah yeah he gets attacked by the woman because she thinks he's trying to eat her brother and um yeah once he tries to communicate with her he can't because his mouth's all numbed up which is really funny mm-hmm. and there's some some fun action here too where she's attacking him with a flashlight and he's like oh no 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 and uh he does a really kind of clever 
flip to steal it from her and then yeah. she tries to use a spear and he does kind of this slip the spear out of her hands which is this really is a fun. really really fun sequence and i think maybe the kind of first moment where you're getting some of that jackie chan magic um and also yeah the um the woman is portrayed by uh mirai uh yamamoto and she's yeah i think she's great in this movie unfortunately bows out of the movie a little too early i think but um mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah, two kind of awesome. female leads alongside jackie in this movie and one's a lot better of an actress than the other and the bad actress is the one that stays so <laughs> <laughs> there is kind of a cool thing um i like that you know jackie is outside of hong kong outside of asia um i like though that the female leads here are still of some kind of Asian background kind of similar to the female like uh what we saw in first strike like with the the female lead there where it's you know you have like a native English speaking actress alongside Jackie like I think again it's like trying to kind of legitimize the movie as being like an English language production but it's still yeah I like that there's still I don't know just seeing some Asian actors on screen is awesome so he's he's nursing this guy kind of to to stop him from dying so they can get to a hospital. And one of the things that he does is he makes an IV out of coconut. And apparently that's a real thing. Wow, really? Yeah. I, I looked it up and according to the uh the uh an article on the NCBI website, uh Ooh. which is like the national something for biotechnology. Apparently, there are recorded actual cases of people in emergency situations using coconut water as an IV to... Wow, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, kind of like a saline drip. Yeah, I I saw it and I was like, that's so wacky. That has to... Like, that'd be crazy if they just made that up. And this is definitely... I, something that he probably had on his idea mm-hmm. wall and was like, yo, I'm using this now. <laughs> and I I think, I mean, when I watched this originally, it was definitely one of these things where I just kept that note in the back of my brain. Like, <laughs> hey, man, if this ever happens and you get caught in this situation, yeah. remember, yeah. you can use a coconut for an <laughs> IV. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just like in uh, Wheels on Meals when they use the four nuts from the other, the three nuts from the other tires for the, uh, oh, yeah. nuts that they lost yeah the totally one. it was like totally the same situation where like i have to remember this for a certain very specific point in my life <laughs> if yeah. this very specific situation ever happens <laughs> yeah it's really cool and then yeah so what he does then is that he hooks this IV up and they want to get uh help for her brother so he just takes over as driver for the rally car yeah, he and they actually he still can't communicate and he doesn't really know the area he does uh, she actually has his a GPS. little gps it's kind of yeah. cool because i'm like oh wow 1998 I, I i feel like i i don't know i wasn't familiar even with that acronym gps at that mm. point um yeah i would but, think like a garmin is what you uh, would think of yeah. like the brand um, so my, cool. my dad that's literally was his job was working with with gps and oh, stuff cool. for doing like uh, stuff with with forestry so yes. i knew all about gps then but when whenever oh, dude, and whenever awesome. gps was like like we map quest and stuff started getting big my dad was all over that so he <laughs> oh he, awesome uh, kind of ahead of the curve on that oh nice. that's, that's so cool but yeah they, so jackie they get to, in this race and they end up winning <laughs> right yeah, that's great like how <laughs> I, I feel like if anyone else literally just their car didn't get a tire 
fall off and you know have to nurse someone back to health and they would have you know overtaken them matthew it's because it's a mitsubishi oh that's true you know what i didn't think about that <laughs> Definitely or maybe it's the, like the he actually field. does know the lay of the land from having been living with the tribe or something and knows a <laughs> shortcut although very quickly um they join up with other vehicles so yeah i don't know i mean I, yeah i think it's another instance of um like as we move from scene to scene we're grabbing a note card off the idea wall probably <laughs> um yeah and it's yeah it's this stuff makes for like a cool trailer i'm so glad you said that because i can't now I can't not picture him like whenever they're writing the script, he's just like throwing a dart and it's like a uh, rally race. Yeah. All right. And then <laughs> he is nursed back to health by natives. Okay. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like this production is um, it's, it's led by strong ideas and I think some really great sequences. It doesn't necessarily seem like there was a necessarily like a super cooked you know, multiple draft screenplay or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like we say, like once the movie kind of gets going and we're almost, we're almost there. I'd argue. <laughs> yeah, um, we we got to get through this too. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, yeah, then we, we're really in for some, for something special mm-hmm. kind of around the corner here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, Jackie, who will go by, who am I through the rest of the film? He's finally back in, civilization and he's in the hospital and the first person he encounters is our other protagonist who is uh played by michelle Ferrer, and her name is mm-hmm. yeah and i think she is a south african actress i don't know if she no actually so oh, she's she... she's like half french half japanese oh wow okay. and she was raised in japan but she actually because of uh knowing multiple languages became like a journalist and she was actually are you sure this the... isn't the backstory for her character the character yeah <laughs> yeah it it probably is as well but she was actually on set to interview jackie about the film and he was so taken by her <laughs> that he actually had her audition for the film and that's oh, why she's wow, in the movie that's amazing yeah <laughs> so oh, if dude, you look at her that that's awesome yeah if you look at her crediting it's like literally like two things yeah that's it which is not shocking because she is a very bad actress i'm sure <laughs> but she's super I mean, cute she's very cute yeah she's really adorable she has a, she has a yeah, yeah she has a great look she's it's it's always cool seeing japanese people that have have like naturally a non-black hair color so mm. and she has like this kind of brownish blondish kind of hair and yeah she is cute and a couple of lines you know she, you can tell like if she just had like the right direction it'd be good but man she's not a good actress who am i yes i'm christy spock i work for the south african tribune i saw you on tv whoa what a great story that was i want to do an in-depth article on you huh? which is <laughs> makes sense because she's not an actress she's a journalist and jackie <laughs> thought she was cute so so um jackie sees a doctor about his amnesia and the doctor's like you have amnesia and he's like what'll happen i don't know all right see you later <laughs> at least they're not like adring this doctor that was yes it, it i felt love like that a he actually has scene. a south african accent it's also mm-hmm. cool the standard that we're holding the movie to at this point it's like <laughs> this was this felt like a real movie man right here. <laughs> 
talk to a doctor. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get the it's very back loaded. <laughs> so yeah, which right. is which yeah. is so, good. I I take that over a front loaded movie. Yeah, yeah sure. Totally. Uh, some CIA agents are in the hospital because Agent Morgan uh, got a tip that Jackie's still around. And he meets him at the hospital and he starts to ask him stuff just to kind of to see if he knows about his past. And when he realizes that he's got amnesia, he kind of leaves him alone. But it's like, okay, now we see what's really going to be going on with Jackie and this antagonist. At the end of their encounter, Agent Morgan ends up giving Jackie a phone card which is something very of uh, the late like 90s yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, totally. and uh, tells him to keep in touch. And uh, that's kind of going to it's it's going to let Jackie talk to this man and he's going to keep track of him. But you also find that he's got like a tracking thing on the card itself. Mm-hmm. Right. And following yeah. that, you've got uh, our our scientists are yeah. like under duress Mm -hmm. and they're being forced to experiment with this fragment which i think by now you kind of find out is like from a fallen meteorite yeah right and um you can tell that they're just trying to develop this into some type of weapon super and that's kind of like the whole motivation Mm -hmm. for the villains in the film and uh what they're doing is they're kind of activating this mineral but things go crazy and um we have like some the power really grid. interesting, like, composited explosions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. There's a funny moment here where when everything starts to explode, instead of everybody, like, running out of this <laughs> lab area, there's, like, a dude that just, like, starts shooting in the air. <laughs> oh, right, right. It's like, why? What's happening right now? <laughs> like, shouldn't everybody be escaping? It's like, why is this dude shooting in the air? When also, so as weird. the... Um, actually, this is just before the explosion... When they're doing the the testing on the meteor, the power starts going out in the surrounding area, uh, including the hospital where um, where Jackie is. Um, There's one but great yeah, delivery here yeah. where the one of the scientists says, "It's working!" Yeah, and <laughs> nice. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny. There's. There's there's some just kind of flat deliveries. There's some quality line deliveries in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there was there was an awesome one earlier on. I forgot to call out in that board meeting with the ADR guys. <laughs> the sort of boss of the meeting says, "I know where you're heading with this, Norm, and I don't like it." <laughs> oh yeah, I love that, oh, dude. Thank you for bringing that up. It's oh. so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it makes everything go haywire and all the there's a bunch of really bad composite explosions going off. Yeah, right. So uh, following this, Jackie goes to a police station trying to find more information about him. And, and this what one ends officer up... is so rude. It's just <laughs> yeah. crazy. And he's like, that's Sergeant to you. Oh, man. <laughs> he, uh, One of the guys behind the counter kind of sees Jackie and kind of recognizes him from one of the wanted posters in the police station. And then uh, a group of agents grab Jackie and arrest him and they're going to interrogate him. So now we're going to finally get uh, some Jackie style action. Yeah. And I would say it as the movie kind of enters this phase, you know, Jackie man on the run, he's really grappling with this amnesia. He doesn't know why people are after him. He's not sure who to trust. This is amazing. And this is like so juicy. 
I mean, obviously we have the benefit of hindsight and we weren't involved in making the movie, <laughs> but it sort of feels like you don't need the MacGuffin of the meteorite. You really don't. Yeah. There could be the scientists. We don't necessarily need to ever see those guys though. Mm. Um, this, cause this stuff just works so well. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think these sequences are kind of maybe up there with like the best of the, you know, Jackie 90s era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'd have to say that I feel like Jackie's acting is at its best when he's in de- desperation. And yeah. right here, you've got him trying to rack his brain fighting with this amnesia. And you've got this kind of agent prodding him and you can see it pushing Jackie further and further and he's starting to kind of put the pieces together and I think that's when uh, I feel like I like Jackie as an actor the most Mm -hmm. yeah he's in these handcuffs he's on the chair and he gets like a little bit like you can see him starting to recall a little bit about the situation but whenever things are about to really go south then he we finally get to see him in action in handcuffs and he like is able to like kick the chair around and like slide underneath people. There's this one crazy stunt that he does where he like yeah. flips himself up, jumps up, gets his handcuffs in front of him instead of behind his back, and then kicks a dude yeah. in the face. It's so nuts. Good. Yeah, it's really cool. And I also love that like Jackie knows just like how exciting the um him being handcuffed is <laughs> and he really plays that out as long as he possibly can and um he takes this character on the road with the handcuffs which i think is just is just brilliant yeah again from if you are showing this to a friend who maybe isn't necessarily going to be super patient with the beginning part of the movie <laughs> um i think it might not be a bad idea to start with this interrogation and kind of take it from there to the end <laughs> yeah oh yeah i get that the the last hour of the movie is definitely the the highlight. Totally. When he starts, yeah, making his way, he's at the top of this uh, building and he does this awesome stunt where he pulls <laughs> yeah. a rope up that's like tied to a yeah. five gallon bucket. And, and this is another thing where it just kind of shows you how smart Jackie is about using his environment and right. the tools that are available to him. And he comes up with this sequence where he wraps the rope around the bucket, then removes the bucket so it's already wrapped up really nice, and then puts it on his waist and does like this trapeze like spin to the ground. And so not only do you get this amazing stunt, but you also get the comedy of Jackie being dizzy, dizzy when yeah. he hits the ground. Well, and that's just... all in one take, like the final um, leg of the trapeze twirl. And then Jackie faces the camera and then does this, yeah, great little beat where he's dizzy. Um, Alvino is watching this with me. And right after that moment, she said, boy, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, Um, it's it's true. And who am I from, um, I would say from this part of the film onward, but there were some glimpses of it earlier. Uh, It's one of the, really one of the better examples of Jackie Chan's resourcefulness. It's almost like a theme of the film. It's kind of like who am I's superpower? Yeah, it's great. Now it kind of actually this specific scene and that kind of stunt kind of reminded me of like the born identity a little bit. The whole like Ooh, he's, oh, cool. he's like a secret agent basically that oh, yeah. that amnesia has amnesia, but he's still like crazy capable, but he doesn't really understand why he's crazy capable. And it's kind of, it's kind of a cool, I don't know. That's the first thing oh, I thought cool. of. That's, that's it like could be that. inspired because, I mean, those books are 
pretty old, right? Weren't they from the seventies or something? I think. Oh, I think um, you're right. Could have they been there fairly. I know I once like um my, I want to say with my dad I saw like an old TV movie version of the Born Identity from mm. it might have been like the seventies or eighties. <laughs> um, it's really cool watching because it's like and like a lot of the same like beats and plot points and stuff. Um, just a very different kind of approach. <laughs> Be cool to dig that up. The novels from 1980. So. Oh, 1980. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. God, that movie's the first movie from 2002. Jeez. Whoa. And that, I, that in a lot of ways changed a lot. You know, just kind of like how The Matrix just made yeah. everybody look at action differently. Mm-hmm. I would say the Born Identity and the Born series really revitalized action in cinema, too. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Although maybe not in a good way. <laughs> They did a lot of the well, a lot I mean, of the shaky cam stuff kind of comes from that. And they do it well in those movies, but a lot of other people don't. So Right. Yeah. Or it's yeah, sort of totally. like it it was a kind of it played to like the strengths of American like stunt aesthetic or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's completely unrelated to this movie though. <laughs> now Jackie's kind of on the run with his handcuffs on still. So he's got like a hotel room in this really fancy looking hotel. Mm-hmm. And um he makes his way there, but they're like a group of hitmen waiting for him. And <laughs> I'm picturing throwing the dart on that one. And yeah, he's in totally. a cool hotel and hitmen come to get him. All right, cool. Yep. <laughs> and the uh, uh, Christina, the reporter, is also around here. So she's beginning to get wrapped up in this situation as well. Um, there's a cool stunt where Jackie kind of slides down like the corner yeah. of the architecture yeah. And um, he's kind of making his way and Christina's kind of getting uh, handled by some goons and uh, he and she end up when making she's their a, way she's out. She's handcuffed because, to the inside of this vehicle. Of a Mitsubishi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of cool. You have these two handcuffed characters and then this is like just such a like gleeful moment um, as they're driving away. Um, then we have our other uh female co-lead um yuki's the d- character d- yuki oh yeah and so um she pops up and jackie's character is just like jump in <laughs> and so yeah without even really slowing down she's leans into the front seat and her legs are twirling as the car <laughs> peels away and this is just an awesome sequence this whole car chase mm-hmm. um dude it's, this it's extended nuts. It's car so chase good. with the three of them so yeah. good so you've got Jackie and the girls in this white uh, Mitsubishi Mitsubishi Lancer, and they're being chased by thugs who are all in black BMWs, and they're taking this car all over the place. And there's a ton of great stunts here. And I I read that they went through like I don't know so many Mitsubishi oh. Lancers because oh, of wow. all of the uh, stunts they were doing. They've got them uh, running th- down a staircase with bystanders they've got them running through like a marketplace with fruit I, flying i everywhere. rode crash through a fruit stand take a shot yeah totally <laughs> um, oh, also is or maybe we haven't come across it yet but there um there are a handful of moments in the movie that get like a project a um see it from multiple yeah. cameras, like replay and um there's, and i think actually one of the things i read was that in the Asian market version, there are more shots like that, and those oh, are actually right. trimmed down huh. in the American release. Yeah, That's cool. I like that because uh, they have Yuki now, and she's a rally r- 
or race uh, driver. So she's got these incredible driving skills that she gets to utilize here. And one of the stunts I liked is her like doing a burnout in gravel and shooting gravel. (laughs) You can kind of see like the cars on like a plate rig so it can (laughs) rotate left and right, but that's still really cool. And they really show her um, using uh, gear shifting and clutch. Yeah, it's like use, initial so. D or something. <laughs> to exist, like these <laughs> yeah, trips and... that's cool. Yeah, and it's awesome it's really that fun. like this was pre-established. With, I mean, this is how we sort of first met Yuki as this rally driver, and so this mm-hmm. is yeah, actually, yeah. This is so cool, and it's just, there's something so juicy about the three of these characters getting ahead of things a little bit. But yeah, it just uh, it'd be amazing to somehow have someone in the production involved, like kind of identify it and say like. Oh, this is there's something magic here. Can like can we stretch this out anymore or can we like involve these three characters in any mm-hmm. more of the the film? I don't know. Yeah. And speaking of magic, there's this amazing <laughs> car stunt <laughs> with with Yuki. Oh, this is so um, cool. She so what happens is they're on the run, right? So she's doing some uh, stylish driving and the police get involved as well. So she's got to kind of hide out. So what she what they do is they drift the lancer into a reverse position and back into a parking spot in like one solid move that's so cool and so this is actually a clip that i would see people post as a gif out of context oh really people sure yeah like years ago like i would always see people posting that and i'm like that's from who am i that's really cool (laughs) like people are like wow And yeah, it's a really yeah, well edited great. sequence, like how the car gets back upright. Like you see just enough of like the yeah the practicalness. Oh of sure. It. Oh, yeah. you're talking about when it flips on its side. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the car. Yeah. So yeah, that's the next stunt that they do is like there's a tight alleyway and they use kind of like piping to create a ramp to flip the car on its yeah, side. Yeah, so it can fit. And that's totally like you just see the car just get wrecked mm-hmm. <laughs> right there. You're like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that that car's okay right now. Yeah. But then in the next sequence, once the car gets mm-hmm. upright, sure, sure enough, the car looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's the quality mm-hmm. you can get from Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Um, I also really love the uh, sequence, kind of the finale of this is they make their way up a spiraling ramp of a parking structure. And yeah. that's, definitely something that anybody that like kind of has that need for speed could not resist you know and this is another thing that jackie's like kind of giving you as a viewer like these fun experiences like of going up a spiraling ramp Mm -hmm. so they uh they're able to kind of get away from the get away from the folks and uh i guess i guess we find out later why she's probably able to do it but the the journalist lady is like able to pick their their handcuffs open yeah and and this is where we get like the 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 trailer shot (laughs) which is jackie going off in his own climbing up on top of like a little structure thingy and just yelling out yeah and this beautiful helicopter Mm -hmm. 360 shot just made for the trailer uh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Also, this is, I guess we don't talk about this kind of thing all that much, but um, <laughs> like, yeah, the whole movie is shot with these beautiful anamorphic lenses. And yeah, anyways, it's, uh, we, we called out a couple of 
really dynamic um, kind of camera moves maybe earlier in the movie. But I would say um, in those, in the projects where Jackie Chan is involved in the directing, he really, he really is also ambitious. I would say with the camera, maybe not consistently across the entire film, but he does find his moments to really create some memorable, unique, um, really daring kind of, um, shots and um, camera motions and stuff and this has to be an an idea that he had early mm-hmm. i mean it's it almost kind of comes packaged with the the title of the movie um <laughs> and it's it's sort of like a it's kind of like a, a oh inside joke or something <laughs> with anyone that has seen who am i but i would say most of us it's like we reference this with love it's there's something just crazy silly dumb cool awesome about it yeah i definitely i think even the first time i saw this film i laughed during this (laughs) shot it's cool though it is really cool but i can't help but laugh at such melodrama yeah yeah for sure (laughs) you know what's really funny actually is scrubbing through this right now while we're talking about it is on the pullout when you see that helicopter shot there's a little bay underneath where Jackie's standing and you can see a person wearing like white pants. And as the camera's pulling away, you see them like creep off to the side, like to make sure they're not in the shot. <laughs> oh, cool. Dude, it's oh, really funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. I found one uh, gif online that's like the opening part of the shot, but um, we'll have to top. We'll have to top that by having kind of oh, a yeah. longer. Oh, that's gift, great. Yeah, I, I'm just I scrubbed through it now. And I saw him just kind of standing there. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that's yeah. good. But the so the journalist lady, which what's her character's name? I can't remember. Uh, Christina. Christina. There you go. Uh, Christina says that the she does some kind of like gobbledygook nonsense that lets them figure out that the, the bad guys are in uh, Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And... I say he broke broke the code or something like that. And right. so now and Yuki's kind of challenging her on it. Um, and she replies like, oh, I read a lot of spy novels. Yeah. Can't get enough of them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's cool that there are a few there are a few plot threads that do do get paid off mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and Christine's kind of um, suspicious activity is definitely mm-hmm. one of them. And my favorite suspicious thing she does here is Yuki's like, Oh well, if you guys are leaving, let's take a little picture. And she goes to take a selfie with the with the camera. Oh right! And Christy is like, "No, wait!" And and, and you're like, "What? What? What's what's wrong?" You're like, "That's weird." Yeah, that's weird. Also, that a good reminder that there are like selfies pre iPhone. Yeah, stuff. yeah. That's you got a lot of confidence in your uh, <laughs> your ability to take a picture that way. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and now we get to the to the the third and final location of the movie which is Rotterdam and again all of this was actually shot in these locations which is really cool yeah really cool although they probably they must have done this establishing shot on the most bleak day in in the Netherlands because it oh, looks yeah, very it like look sad really overcast. and dour yeah which I guess whenever I picture Netherlands everything's very like bright and, and lots of like flowers and stuff so maybe it was just a bad day right but. And yeah, so Jackie and uh, Christine, is that her character's yeah, name? Or Christina. Christina. Oh, Christina, thanks. Yeah, so they're in this cafe across the street, and Jackie's character, sorry, who am I at this point, is <laughs> able to kind of confirm, okay, this building is right, because he saved this um, matchbook from 
um, yeah, one of, from one of the, the bodies, the dead bodies of um, one of his like fallen brothers, and it's the it's a matchbook like from this exact cafe. So he knows they're kind of on the right track, and he uses that calling card we talked about on a payphone at the cafe. Um, little does he know he's calling right across the street mm-hmm. at the building, <laughs> and they're yeah they're kind of licking their lips like. Uh, yeah. at their yeah at their luck and they're ready to to pounce on him um mm-hmm. but i i really like kind of story wise what's going on in this whole scene because this is where who am i starts to get suspicious of christina um mm-hmm. she's kind of stepped away and he looks through her bag plays back this tape recorder and it's actually the other side of the phone conversation he was mm-hmm. just having of pretty good audio and so he examines the payphone and sees that she's planted this little microphone there uh, and so he starts to confront her because clearly this is this kind of goes beyond the call of duty of report i mean i guess not she tries to say that this, yeah like this is what a good reporter yeah. does but then whenever he looks in her bag finds one of the cameras she has and opens it up and it's actually just a gun that looks like a camera <laughs> yeah it <laughs> has these bullets lodged in it then it's like oh you're you're definitely not who you say you are and she says that she's cia but she's good cia she's on your side and that's that's another great line now you say yes but i'm on your side nobody's on my side yeah. Oh, that's an amazing <laughs> line. Yeah. Also, we had the during the phone conversation, like our our main bad guy, you know, tells Jackie the classic, "You can't trust anyone." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it you plays kind of right that. into his hand. <laughs> so this leads to another great, uh, another great chase. But Jackie gets he gets kind of messed up in this scene too. Like he's oh, he's kind yeah. of on the on the defensive for the most part and he's fighting against some 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 of these dudes are pretty big mm-hmm. <laughs> and we also like i i feel like we should state this is another instance of jackie fighting against uh foreigners mm-hmm. so not right, right. not to the usual uh asian like stunt yeah. team crew but i we still get to see brad allen at some point in this film i don't think he's in this sequence but uh, there's still some really great stuff i i really like jackie kind of using his jacket <laughs> like they're kind of grabbing mm-hmm. his arms yeah it's and really there's cool. this in the middle of the sequence there's like this recurring gag where one of the thugs yeah. is constantly like attacking jackie's shins so you're like ow 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 and like dang that's pretty brutal but then it pays off really greatly because there are those um traditional wooden shoes (laughs) yeah (laughs) take that one off of the idea wall yep and uh it's yeah they spill everywhere and he's kind of tossing them at the the goons but then he's like wait a second like these the, I can utilize these. Yeah, because so he, he like, lost tucks his he, feet he loses in his normal shoes earlier in the fight. Yep, and uh, right here we get an amazing sequence of Jackie kicking the stuffing out of mm. the guys he's fighting against. Yeah, and <laughs> you can't help but just feel how painful yeah. those pointed oh, wooden man, shoes totally. must. But like you said, Carlos, it's this real payoff. I don't know this. There's like a whole, almost like a feeling of poetry to the the whole sequence out here in in the streets. It's, in the Netherlands. Also, we've talked about it before. Whenever Jackie gets to go on location in a new country, it's almost like he sees the potential that uh, maybe even the locals aren't able to see themselves. Um, mm-hmm. 
and designs just these really brilliant sequences. Uh, I love that moment when he saves the dog. <laughs> I was about to say he um, saves a puppy. He saves a dog. Oh. In the and then the like it's cool because he catches it in one take from some kind of height. I'm not sure how they did it. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's a uh, shot in slow motion. Jackie turns almost to the camera. The dog licks his face. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, very gifable. Yeah, it's great. And we've seen like <laughs> these people are all like moving all these big heavy objects up in the air and they all get dropped. So he's running around holding this this dog, which sometimes a real dog, sometimes a stuffed animal, while like yeah, this glass yeah. crashing everywhere. I'm surprised the piano doesn't fall. <laughs> but <laughs> And we also, he like slip slides around, which is, which is kind of a neat... Uh, yeah that's really cool yeah again he like takes advantage of these of the wooden shoes um now as much as you could imagine the the slide that gets me the most is whenever he slides in front of those trucks that are going like really fast down the street oh yeah like that that looks real like that doesn't look like a composite yeah i I I mean we saw the composite if it's if it is composite i don't know i mean i think we we saw the caliber of the compositing i would Mm -hmm. say in the explosion (laughs) scenes yeah that's true i don't know i think there would have been like bulkier mat lines or some Mm -hmm. some weird kind of thing but i mean who yeah who knows well maybe he wanted to to shell out the money for for to make that scene look as good as possible (laughs) actually we should really commend that because even if i mean if it isn't a composite that's insane that's like but if it is a composite is, that's then it's so like awesome well done. filmmaking yeah. yeah if it isn't so, a yeah. composite that's like buster keaton levels of endangerment of the star and <laughs> yeah. right. if it is real then that's really really good compositing so yeah either way great filmmaking uh so he's able to he's able to get away from the guys and i like he even after all of this he still uses the 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 pay card one more time to to call the guy yeah but when he's done this time he leaves it so he's like "Ah, yeah we're done i'm done playing around with these guys so now jackie knows that he has to make his way into the building where agent morgan is so he's uh sneaking his way in there's a really cool little gag stunt here where he encounters a guard in the stairwell (laughs) and he kind of crumples him into a garbage can and then gently places a garbage can on his legs. He does like a a loving little tap Mm -hmm. on the garbage can. That's great. (laughs) Um, And what we have going on here is Agent Morgan and General White who have been conspiring to it seems like sell this weaponry to the highest bidder they're meeting with this super hokey dude that's like now guys we've seen this actor somewhere before right like have oh we? have we he oh, seems man. totally familiar Dang. to me in like a similar like very broad acting like white stunt casting thing do you have any idea what, have to, could what be character's right. name is because i would love to figure no. that out I'll, I'll i'll try to do some some digging that could be a bonus episode <laughs> yeah about this guy. <laughs> sure yeah so he makes his way kind of to the the ceiling of this boardroom and they're kind of doing a wire transfer of uh funds for this deal and jackie ends up kind of slipping in and a little earlier when he was running through the city he saw a nun kind of uh, she's trying to get donations for what was it, Save the Children Fund? I <laughs> yeah, guess it yeah. was called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what he ends and up Jackie doing? Jackie has the pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, he has it with him. So he ends up sneaking in and switching that payment instead of going to General White, it goes to this Save the Children's Fund, <laughs> which is really great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
it's it's so silly. <laughs> I I also love seeing like computer interfaces in movies in the mid late nineties. Mm-hmm. So like the computer interface right. looks so generic. Yeah. <laughs> And I love how everything makes like these beep 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 kind of noises whenever they're. Oh yeah, totally. That's awesome. Ah, so funny. Yeah, he does the the switcheroo. Uh, there's another amazing uh, stunt where whenever Jackie like has to get away really fast, he does this super smooth like climb up the wall, like bouncing off of, like a oh, painting. Yeah. It's just the painting. It's so like. It's it's one of those moves where it's like it just looks so effortless, even though like I'm sure mm-hmm. that's that took <laughs> dozens of tries, and I think we see a couple of them <laughs> right. in, the, in G's at the end. Yeah, what what we've got here is Agent Morgan has has to find Jackie now, and he has his full crew on the lookout. And this is where we see Brad Allen. He's amongst the guys uh, that are searching for him. But right. Jackie confronts General White, and that kind of. Uh, ridiculous uh, uh, hmm. sleazeball criminal guy. And the right. actor that plays him's name is Chip Bray, and he's not hmm. in any other Hong Kong uh, movies. Okay, so gotcha. He does look familiar. He he kind of looks like um, Muldoon from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Clever oh, yeah, girl, you're right. yeah, man. He totally does more more Jurassic Park connections. Yeah, yeah, totally. He he takes a huge kick from yeah. Jackie though when he tries to grab that. Oh disc yeah, and lands the, in like the splits. Um, yeah, it's it's such a great shot. It's a wide shot of just Jackie landing that kick, and that dude is in traction for the rest of the scene. I think <laughs> right. he just says like call an ambulance or something <laughs> and also He's that done. we have the kind of device of there being this disc that's really valuable <laughs> and honestly this this is so much more effective than the media than any of the MacGuffin stuff from yeah. the earlier part of the movie yeah i feel like it's, it should just been the disc from the beginning and it could have been like other than a, a meteorite that causes big explosions or something yeah, yeah yeah totally but who knows i mean maybe this like maybe Jackie and crew are kind of finding what this movie is like as, as they're, as they're going along. Yeah. Now we've um, had a lot of, it, uh, if so, it's a lot of yeah, Hong Kong movies in the past that are, they don't really have writing and scripts in the same way as other movies. They're just kind of, kind of figuring it right. out. Yeah, just, totally. Let's just figure it out yeah, guys. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Damn. Like do they, do they figure it out? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is very well yeah. figured out. Um, I was telling Alvina as we were watching the movie, I said, like, this is, like, what brings people to the movie, like, this this scene mm-hmm. we're about to witness. Yeah. So, yeah, who am I? As he's on the run, he encounters Agent Morgan, and now we've got this situation where he's putting the pieces together, but Agent Morgan's still trying to play him. So he kind of says, like, oh, I've been undercover. Like, you're going to blow this whole yeah, operation. Yeah, fast, man. Yeah, I I love and I don't understand why, but I love that there's a moment when he's explaining stuff to Jackie that he does this spin. He oh, like yeah, his, yeah. he says a line and then he does this 360 <laughs> spin. You almost picture like this kind of two face situation where it's like yeah, yeah. a good guy, bad guy like spin around. And um, or maybe that's a note from his director. Here. It's like. <laughs> Not feeling the line. You have to do this. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The viewer will only believe what you say if you do a pirouette Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Jackie's got him at gunpoint, but he ends up kind of lowering the gun, actually giving the gun to Morgan, and uh, this whole 
you can't trust anyone really comes into play here where as Jackie's walking past him, Agent Morgan doesn't even have uh, two or three beats before he's trying to raise the gun to Jackie's head. Right. And uh, that's it. You know, Jack- Jackie's had it and he gives Agent Morgan like what he deserves. Yeah, totally. This is awesome. It also shows that who am I was like rightfully suspicious of of Morgan and he he's sort of fixed the gun that it wouldn't actually uh, fire. And yeah, this is a great little sequence when Jackie gets to kind of let out his aggression finally. Yeah. That, that first punch that he lands on him sends, uh, well, the stunt man playing for agent Morgan spinning like three times before he hits the ground. It's really cool. Then he kicks him into like this rack and, uh, this really sets up the finale, which is like, Ugh, it's I can't. incredible. Like I, yeah, it's... this is the first time I've seen this movie, and oh, the whole man. time that I was watching the movie, I was like, okay, this is. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's definitely not nearly as You're good like, as these. What other were these ones. guys thinking? Yeah, like why are we why are we finishing this on this? And then whenever whenever Morgan's saying like you two need go chase after him, I was like, oh, I'll bet these guys. I'll bet this. I'll bet this is it. <laughs> Your your spider sense was yeah tingling. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, we've seen this in a is... lot of in a lot of these movies, especially the Jackie movies, where there's like the the equal kind of quote unquote, where it's like the you know the very capable fighter goes in and 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 fights him at the end. Yeah, the the special heavy where you're waiting yeah. just to see yeah. what what's this guy gonna do, and you get it uh, double in this film. So there are two uh, goons, yeah, uh, Quan Young, right is. Yeah, Kwan Young, played by Kwan Young, mm-hmm. and played by another man named Ron Smorenberg. Smorenberg and yeah. I, I love this because, yeah, they're fighting on a rooftop and they set up like this game almost where they're yeah. like, all right, you've got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And Jackie's like just waiting, like, what's going to happen? Right. right like now? they're taking it as a given that they've, they've got them. And so they're sort of like a, a cat playing with their, their kill or something. Yeah. Yeah. And this is really cool because each of these martial artists represent their own style so uh, ron here is a taekwondo practitioner yeah and then incredible uh, kicks also he's just so much taller than jackie Mm -hmm. um oh yeah yeah very striking yeah and then kwan young has these incredible punches and so it's this oh man yeah that's he's actually practicing a style called uh choi lee foot and uh this oh, is nice. like kind of like this punch it, it emphasizes strong punches and um he uses some knees as well mm-hmm. but this is so cool because it's like these guys are you see them fighting at the beginning and you think oh man they've totally got jackie outclassed but in typical fashion he's resourceful enough and i mean his stamina gets him the upper hand and yeah also it's like he's able to turn the fight to his strengths which uh as we've said like like his superpower is his resourcefulness and the use of his environment so he like moves the fight to you know the edge of the building and just kind of like grading and different like features of of the rooftop and the clothing of his opponents and yeah um, i really enjoyed that it's incredibly like yeah beautifully choreographed like paced sequence and really it's um and i don't think i appreciated it 
in this way at the time. But for a Jackie Chan film of the like mid to late 90s, it's a rare example of just straight fighting like in the mm-hmm. like, yeah towards the finale. Like we really haven't seen something like this in mm-hmm. um, in quite some time. Um I don't have either of you guys watched the um Jackie Chan My Stunts documentary? Yes. Yeah. I've not. So they that, actually so they like actually feature time. like a, a pretty good amount of behind the scenes of the the rooftop fight here. And mm. oh awesome. It's really interesting because um there's some really candid moments that are fascinating. Jackie's working with uh Ron, the the tall mm-hmm. Taekwondo guy, and it's not a super uh, comfortable relationship. Oh, Ron really? doesn't quite have a handle on just how close or how hard um, he should be throwing his kicks. And mm-hmm. uh, Jackie's really trying to kind of like give him some guidance, but he's he's kind of upset and a little a, a little bit mm-hmm. unsure of like how the whole thing is going to go down. And it's it's anyways, it's a fascinating uh, look behind the scenes. I don't know of anything quite like it. That's mm-hmm. qu- quite as, as honest. So it, it is up on YouTube, the whole thing. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It, it gets taken down, but every once in a while you'll see it <laughs> pop back up. So um, I, I think that <laughs> if you can find it, watch it because yeah. it might go away. It might go away. It'll probably come back though. But um, I, his I just, his kicks are outrageous. Like, and he'll do the cool yeah. like kick, and then he just keeps his foot in the air and like moves it while bouncing on the one foot. He kind of does yeah. like an almost like Jean Claude Van Damme kind of split here, where like he has his let one oh, leg sure. just like straight up in the air. It's it's pretty impressive stuff, and it's kind of a shame that we don't some, see him too much more. Yeah, some really great shots here where he's doing i think my favorite it's like a triple kick sequence where he does a sweep kick then a a standing roundhouse then a jumping roundhouse yeah it just damn it just looks so cool there's just something about seeing like some really proficient taekwondo like kicks it's just like you can't get enough of this stuff like the camera just loves it yeah yeah there are actually a couple of sequences here where i believe brad allen is doubling for him i think you're right uh, yeah uh, it's it's kind of funny to think about that because that dude is super tall and Brad Allen's like really short. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but I mean, Brad works. is like someone you... that Jackie had worked with and had a rapport with, and yeah, someone that he can you know fully trust in a mm-hmm. um, in a sequence like this. So. And he's a great kicker in his own right. So yeah, like totally. you Without knowing, you, you wouldn't even notice that he was being doubled. Mm-hmm. A cool little bit before the uh, before it goes to uh, the two verse the two verse one bit in this fight here, we s- whenever uh, the Quan Young is fighting Jackie, uh, Ron is like take basically taking notes of every like little weakness that Jackie is doing. Oh, so like yeah. whenever he sees him like pulling his tie, then Ron takes off his tie. Takes off his tie. And whenever so he sees great. him grab his jacket, then he like takes his jacket off. It's it's a cool <laughs> it's, it's a cool just little touch. Yeah, I I just man this I can't whole, get enough this of how amazing. Yeah, it escalates to the point like you said where both of them are fighting Jackie at the same time, and you get a little less of uh, Ron doing his kicks because they're really up close. But even still, you get some really nice moments of punching versus kicking in the middle of this choreography, and not to mention that they're on like the 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 edge of this rooftop yeah. and there's some really scary stunts. Like I, I can't get over that shot from overhead where Jackie flops. Onto oh my gosh. Yeah. And there's, the there's side. one in the NGs 
Uh, yeah. Does it? I think it's the last thing in the Angie's. Um, it might it's be. one of it's them. If it's not the last. And you know, Jackie's like pounding his, his <laughs> chest because it's just scary. But it's like that would have been enough because it's it's a terrifying shot. But Jackie keeps keeps dancing literally mm-hmm. on on the edge. There's a moment where he grabs Ron's leg and he's like kind of trying to shift around, and they're <laughs> they're right over the edge of this building. Oh my gosh! And they're all like almost an equal desperation in this fight yeah. by the end of it where you they all have that same jackie energy of like i just have to survive this fight yeah totally <laughs> i i love it hmm. um one of my favorite this- comedic bits in this fight is whenever he grabs kwan young's earring yes. and he's twisting yeah. him oh, all man. around yeah and then he like throws him off and he looks down and the earrings in his hand but it's like all twisted like a double helix oh, i actually man. laughed out loud whenever i saw that <laughs> yeah it's really great oh, that's a definitely a gif and so he's um getting about he's now getting chased by people that like have guns and stuff so so he has to make the big the the big stunt which is um the building that they're on in real life, the building's called the, it might be Wilmsworth, it might be Wilmsworth, I'm not sure how you actually yeah. say it, but that's the name of the building. It's a real building in, uh, in uh, Rotterdam. Rotterdam. Rotterdam, that's the one. And it has this really long, like 45 degree angle slope, and he slides down it, he slides down the whole thing. And there's like a ton of shots from like every possible angle far away. It kind of reminded me like the police story slide with the amount of shots. Oh, sure. Totally. Also, there seem to be some cameras fixed like um, midway. Yeah. The slope. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Even though we did see some some dazzling CG effects earlier on in the movie. I don't know if they were really up to speed on wire removal really by this point. I mean, we do see that Jackie has a wire to get himself back up mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. takes in one of the NGs, but I really don't, I don't see one during any of the actual sh- yeah, shots. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. oh. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. It's, Especially it's when, um, cause it's like, he's sort of tumbling down. There's this one moment where he gets, he gets up on his feet uh, upright and it's just, I shriek every time. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, the the Jackie book, uh, from the nineties. The I am Jackie Chan. Uh, the yeah, yes. Yeah, that yeah. that book's actually framed by this stunt. So oh right, right. He he's talking about this stunt at the beginning, and he's actually saying, I I think he says that, um, he had just learned of the passing of Yu Jim Yun, either like shortly before this or during this so there's kind of like this interesting way that he's framing this like kind of really big stunt and how he kind of uh does it as a tribute to him and um there's a i i think it's definitely i mean if you're listening to this you you already like jackie chan so i think either you've already read the book or you should because definitely it's really cool i need i need to get the the new one you've picked up the new one right yeah it's really great yeah it's it's really worth um he does talk about this movie in that book too because there's actually a funny anecdote about them filming in africa he's talking about um when they were filming like the tribal sequences they didn't want to have like car like treads so they had to travel like a ways to get to the set and then he said that using the bathroom was a big ordeal because 
they had to like leave for like it took like 45 minutes or something to go to use the bathroom to keep the set clean Uh, and um so he says that there is this moment when he has to use the bathroom at night and they were concerned with uh some type of a wild animal like attacking people so he actually had to go with like some armed guards to use the bathroom (laughs) so they like the armed guards were with him and he's in the dark and he's got like a gun and a flashlight in his hand and he has to use the bathroom and he says it's like the worst like poop he's ever taken (laughs) actually (laughs) he says it was the worst shit i've ever taken which actually is like pretty funny (laughs) picture saying that shit yeah that's funny yeah (laughs) um (sighs) i think there was another thing that he mentioned from the book but i'll let you guys figure that out for yourselves um yeah but yeah so that's that's crazy the stunt is nuts and um this actually kind of culminates in this kind of big chase where morgan is trying to make a run for it and by now you know that uh christina is actually with the cia and she's proving how uh useful she is here by calling in like an entire army yeah, to yeah. Stop she's definitely him. in some kind of leadership role because uh, we see her bossing around these mm-hmm. dudes and that that's that's pretty fun yeah and she gets her little moment of action here as well yeah where i was kind of surprised at this yeah, it's, she's it looks like a the, double with a wig. I think it's a double. Because, um, yeah, the the full rotation shot, it looks like a dude wearing a wig. But it's still really cool yeah, seeing her and really, do the wind-up. Like you were saying earlier, it's like, it's whatever it is, it's well done. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that leads to the, the final shot of them two talking and... He, Jaggy says that he has like the disc and he's basically like, I, you know, I don't want anyone to have to deal with this. So he throws it away and it's kind of the whole, I didn't see anything. Do you see yeah. anything? Well, it's Which, also like Harry with the elder wand or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Apparently JK Rowling just has a giant Jackie Chan VHS yeah. collection. Well, we're saying is JK Rowling's a hack. And my wife's probably going to come in the room hearing you say that and and kick down the door. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Dude, she's an incredible taekwondo um, practitioner herself. (laughs) (laughs) For a second, I was like, wait, is he serious? (laughs) Are you serious, Clark? Uh, And we get the end. Claws learn taekwondo. And yeah, we get the and we get NGs, which have been have been missed. Yeah, definitely. These are some, yeah, some amazing NGs, including a stunt that seems like they abandoned, unless I missed it. There's that one moment where he's trying to, and it looks like it would just be impossible. He's trying to leap over this almost like fence, and there's barely any gap between the fence and the ceiling. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And um, I, I don't think that's anywhere in the movie, so it's... I mean, every now and again, I mean, there's just an idea that uh, <laughs> it's just maybe like physically impossible. Um, but, you know, you got to hand it to him for thinking of something that crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not aware of any like super, super major injuries from the Jackie experience, at least on the set of Who Am I? Um, do you, have you heard about anything, Carlos? Not off the top of my head, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because the... D- Part of the NGs almost looks like an epilogue to the movie because it's Jackie and the and a helicopter flying back to the to the like the tribe because he kind of insinuates yeah. he wants to go back to the tribe um, at the very end of the movie. 
and oh, that's cool. it I almost it, it like that. It, yeah, it, like it could just be background of them just like flying no, that's into the awesome. thing. But it almost that. seems like like it doesn't seem very set-y, you know, like you don't see like mm. the like Yeah, and Jackie's and like doing around. the Macarena or something with them. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. And that's yeah. so so adorable. But it's cool. I didn't think about it, but that could that could connect with um you know, the the charity for kids that uh Jackie diverted the money to mm-hmm. like he does care you know he cares about uh k- you know kids that are in a bad situation and um, <laughs> yeah it's oh that's cool I love thinking about that as an epilogue mm-hmm. that's awesome and no uh no thumbs up in the freeze frame but it is Jackie waving as he's climbing back up <laughs> up the crazy uh slide yeah, oh yeah totally. you do get to see a bunch of takes of him trying to kick the wooden shoe yeah so oh yeah he, there's a great. moment where the wooden shoe flips up and he does a roundhouse kick to uh send it flying towards the goonies fighting and you can imagine how many takes that would have taken i love the one that's like close and the stuntman was trying to lean into it and jackie's almost teasing him for trying to like sell it or that's how i i read it it's like, I like no it. that that didn't count <laughs> And over the credits, we have this we have this song that we've kind of been hearing a little bit throughout the movie as well. And it's kind of difficult to find information on the song because if you pop it into the old Shazam, then of course everything is in Chinese and none of us speak Chinese or can read it or anything. So a little right. little Google sleuthing led us to, uh, there are two versions of it. There's a, a Mandarin and a Cantonese, like it's pretty common. And Jackie does vocals in the Cantonese and Emil Chow does it for the Mandarin. And Emil Chow, connecting us with the other movies, is the ice cream guy who we saw in Rumble ding, in the Bronx and, yeah. uh, and Mr. Nice Guy. So it's all, it all it's comes together the, uh, through the looking glass people. <laughs> on the album art, it ha- features Emil and Jackie on it, and Jackie is in his uh, tribal makeup. Mm-hmm. And then they've kind of like Photoshopped or something, like <laughs> the makeup on the Emil Chow, too. It's really, it's really cool. That's great. Mm. But yeah, that's Who Am I? And that's our little arc on uh, Jackie Chan's breakout. Oh man, Ooh. it's like bittersweet <laughs> so kind of coming to the end of this mm-hmm. this run of movies. <laughs> and yeah, good reminder that like you brought up earlier, Carlos, that this is this is just preceding Rush Hour, which would really kind of oh, change yeah. everything. Because um, from that point on, we have Jackie in a string of actual Hollywood productions. You know, some of them are able to occasionally take it take advantage of him pretty effectively. I would say the general consensus general consensus is that most of them are not super successful in doing that. Um right. I mean I think the rush hour films are maybe a standout. I I think the the Shanghai noon night films are a standout. Um but yeah it's uh if Jackie was already experiencing some level of stardom in the West, it was nothing to what he was about to experience after rush hour. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I echo what you say about that though, where it's like, it's the beginning of a certain era, but it's also kind of the end of a certain era. Yeah. Cause I don't think we, we get that Jackie that I think that we love mm-hmm. as much from this point on. And right. I mean, he deserves the success that he's gotten in Hollywood, but you, you still don't get that. 
don't well, they're know, also that, that changing elements spirit. like outside of Jackie's control, which is like the Hong Kong movie business yeah. dramatically changed. Oh yeah, um, right. Since Hong Kong was a like, country in the same way right. as it, as it yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Before. So even though it's like I'm, I'm with you. Like I think Rob B Hood is awesome. I actually really like New Police Story as well, which is I think a couple of years before Rob B Hood. It's still. Yeah, in I my, remember thinking it was alright. Yeah, still in my mind, they feel like a, a different a different movie business or something um mm. and yeah so it's like even when uh we think of jackie making films say back home now it's the financing for those films the production pipeline maybe even um some of the the stunt talent whatever it's 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 just changed it's very different and of course you know uh jackie is also evolving and aging as well mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's this is such a treat going back to this period where <laughs> Jackie was finally able to kind of like break through this cultural barrier and find this international success that he so deserved. But yeah, it was a ton of fun revisiting these because, of course, the of the the '90s Jackie movies, I I mainly just seen the the American ones like Rush Hour and, and Shanghai sure, Noon. Sure. So it's really cool getting to see some of his more you know, in that era, but still very Hong Kong action-y. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for checking out our program here. If you like the show, then you can leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes3Podcasts and all three of them. And thank you so much to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit if you are checking us out from there. And so next week, before we get into our next arc, uh, it's getting into Halloween season, getting October. So next week, just tell us what next week is, Carlos. Oh, man. All right. So, okay. In September, actually, before I talk about Halloween, I want to talk about a thing called Tokutember. Oh, boy. So... That's actually kind of a celebration online for tokusatsu in a lot of forms. So what I wanted to do is even though this is going to come out in October, I wanted to help celebrate Tokutember a little bit. And I felt what better way for us, uh, Hong Kong cinema, uh, you know, you know, we have we do some Japanese stuff and we cover tokusatsu, but there's a really great tokusatsu film out of hong kong that i really want to cover for a long time and it's called the inframan the super inframan in a lot of places and uh this is a tokusatsu film but it's from the shaw brothers studio Mm. and it stars danny lee who we were able to enjoy in oily maniac so there's a lot of the same things kind of going on but this is kind of your yeah it's like a straight up like over the top tokusatsu film oh, and dude. it's it's ridiculous and i love it and uh we're gonna have mike dent on yes the we're definitely gonna have mike us. on because <laughs> so, he's like he's like a, a walking encyclopedia of tokusatsu so it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's, it's shaw brothers so. centric and yeah i can't wait to talk about this movie Oh, All right, dude, can't wait. <laughs> well until next week where we're taking a look at inframan or super inframan <laughs> I was just whenever I said that I thought the Super Inframan was whenever it was in the 16-bit era, and that's right. They could do more of the technology. (laughs) Until then, uh, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos, and we are the Heroes Three. Remember your training.
Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.